0: And we're back here on Ion Houston. I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, president CEO of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We've got our next guest on the line, and you uh, know him—he's a state senator, former state senator, and former mayor of Austin. Joining us today from the University of Houston as the dean of the UH Hobby School of Public Affairs, Senator Kirk Watson. Welcome. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we look forward to uh, continuing our partnership with the uh, University of Houston Hobby School of Public Affairs, and now under your leadership, certainly much to do, and given the circumstances, we're happy that we are already partnering with you all on the survey that's going to our membership, and again, all the great work that you and your team have done. We look forward to your vision, to seeing what role the uh, school will play, so again, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, I, and I'm, I'm so pleased that we're already having the opportunity to work together uh, on that survey. I think it'll be very meaningful for uh, your organization, and it's meaningful for our school uh, in, in trying to be uh, helpful with regard to how we approach public policy.
0: Well, and uh, joining us on this line, we are on six uh, intercom stations with an audience reach of about 3 million. And Thanks. so they are eager to hear about uh, what the school's role in public policy will be in Houston. And also talk to us a little bit about uh, what you recently uh, published, a playbook for resiliency, creating yeah. an opportunity for all Texans. Let's talk about those two topics.
1: Sure. Um, well, I'll start by uh, saying that you know I was in the Texas Senate for almost 14 years, and uh, as you pointed out, was mayor of Austin before that, and so Austin's been my home my entire adult life, and I loved being in the Senate. Uh, came out of the last session of the legislature happier than maybe I'd ever been uh, because we had such a successful session. And so the only reason I would ever leave the the Senate would be for a very, very compelling platform of public service. And when offered the opportunity to work uh, as the first, the founding dean of the hobby school uh, in in what is soon going to be the third largest city in America, uh, arguably the most diverse city in our country and the center of so much activity, I thought, well, that's a pretty compelling platform. And so the idea that I, I'm getting to uh, help essentially build a public policy school from the ground up where not only will we be teaching the next generation of leaders how to be involved in public policy, but I want us to uh, be involved in, in helping shape and create be a credible source of information and data uh, for every level. Of public policy and, and provide the research that, that that folks need. So this is a, a tremendous opportunity. We can be a world-class public policy school located in one of the country's largest, most diverse cities, and be uh, Houston's uh, public policy center and, and and a place that that great ideas can come from. Um, you mentioned the the playbook that we put out. Um, that I actually uh, was able to get that out the first week I was in the job as the the dean of the hobby school, working with Professor Stephen Pettigo from the LBJ School of Public Affairs. We put out a, 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 we call it a playbook for resiliency, and it's focusing on uh, how do we make sure that when Texas comes out of this COVID pandemic, that we've learned from what we've seen and we make sure that we provide uh, uh, a, a playbook for how we come out of that where we do a better job. I'll just real briefly uh, give a couple of examples. You know, uh, we we have not done we, – we had kind of a luxury, uh, or at least since we had a luxury that in Texas that we were so affluent we could ignore certain things. Things like how do we make sure that, that people – Who we rely on, in fact, we're calling them essential workers. How do we make sure that they have a way they're being paid wages that they can support a family? Uh, Things like paid sick leave, which we've had these fights over about whether or not we ought to allow for paid sick leave, but but almost immediately we recognize that you need to have that. Uh, Things like employer based health insurance. Uh, Well, employer-based health insurance doesn't work too well when employers are having to let people go. And, of course, uh, we've seen how that has happened and how that has given rise to even more people uh, not having health care and health insurance. So we've got nine substantive things that we've put out, um, because what I'm scared of is that now that this bright light has been shown on some of the failures of our system that what we'll do is when we come out of it, out of the timeout that we're currently in, and we start getting back in the game, we will run the same plays, and we will try to rebuild a past that we now know has problems. So that and, and, and that's coming out of the hobby school and the LBJ school.
0: Well, thank you for that. And uh, as we move forward, we know that the uh, upcoming legislative session is upon us. What are your concerns as we move toward that?
1: Well, um, I, have, I have a couple of big concerns. One, of course, is budget. Um, I, again, I, this goes back to what I was saying just a minute ago. I think that what uh, the pandemic has shown us is that in our state budget, we don't have enough revenue sources. Uh, When when you have something like this happen, where sales tax, which is the largest revenue source in our state budget, is so dramatically impacted, and of course you also have uh, the rainy day fund, which is funded uh, primarily through the severance tax on oil and gas, and while that's not pandemic related, we've had that double whammy. What it tells you is we we need to be looking at other revenue sources. We need to not just act like we are limited, but we need to pull back onto the middle of the table uh, some of the dormant conversations we've had about how we, can, how, how we can provide revenue so that we take care of the basic needs of our state. We did a good job last session on uh, school finance. And when I came out of that session, and I was proud, I, I got to be on the, I was on the conference committee on HB3, the bill that passed that, uh, the, the bill that did our school finance changes. But what I said was, my fear is that we won't have the discipline to keep doing the funding we need. Well, now that we've had this happen, uh, it's it's more than just not having discipline. It is that we have uh, we have problems with our revenue sources. So I hope that, uh, and my biggest fear is that we won't take a moment to say, "All right, all bets are off. It is now time to reevaluate because we don't have." the resources we need to do right by the people of this state.
0: Well, in many needs and the limited budget, as you mentioned, but certainly makes the work of the University of Houston and the Hobby School of Public Affairs even more important, even more relevant. So we once again want to thank you for the opportunity to continue our longstanding relationship with your team as we are working currently on a survey that will provide some insight. Regarding the impact of COVID nineteen, I look forward to sitting with you and your team and continuing the dialogue. Again, joining us on the line today is former state senator and former Austin mayor, the founding dean of the University of Houston Hobby School of Public Affairs, Kirk Watson. Our thanks. Thank you, and thanks for all the good work you do. Well, we appreciate it. And up next, we have the Texas Workforce Commission Executive Director. Edward Cerna. So stay with us here on Eye on Houston. We will be right back.